All right, we are officially live and we are officially back, by the way. I am fired up because, uh, well, we are going to be kicking off December pretty much because by the time this thing is airing or, well, we're just before December, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, then it is after uh, December 1st. So I just wanted to say I am fired up. It's been a great little break that we had over the holiday weekend. And the holiday I'm talking about is Thanksgiving here in the States. Um, And uh, it's been been really, uh, really good. And hopefully everyone is uh, ready to rock on this new year that's about to to happen here in uh, less than, well, depending on when you're listening to this, in less than a month. Um, But man, Chris, we've got some stuff to share. And today I really want to dig into... What we have realized now that we have been selling on Etsy uh, for this holiday season and really how we are going to be able to leverage and how we plan to leverage more holidays and events uh, for growing the Etsy side of the business. And uh, Chris, right now we're uh, we're over 21K for November. So that's pretty cool, right? That's kind of that's kind of bonkers. Did you look? Have you looked today? Because that's essentially where we were when you and I talked. Well, yesterday. we were at twenty thousand five hundred. We're at twenty one. Oh, okay, right I'm over. I, I, I'm rounding up on my side. Yeah. That's what the issue is. Yeah. I got you. And I, gotcha. I would say by the end of the day, we will definitely be over the twenty two mark. So we're definitely going to hit twenty two. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say we might even be around twenty two five because the last three or four days we've been over a thousand dollars every single day. So. Hey, so Scott, did, we'll did, did I misinterpret you yesterday when you told me your original goal, right? Mm-hmm. When when you and I talked about Q4 back in September, yep. uh, <laughs> probably the end of August, was 25,000 combined between November and December? Yes, that, that is accurate. And actually, if, if anybody watched the uh, the web class that we did, where we were talking about list building and driving external traffic and all of that stuff, our, our email list building and marketing for growing the Etsy uh, side of things. In there, I had mentioned that my my wife's goal was 25K for November and December. And we have already uh, gotten to the $20,000 mark in November. But like I said, probably looking like it's going to be over twenty-two dollars to $23,000 in just November. So we'd have to almost barely do any sales in December, which last year, December, the first front part of December, uh, did over five or six grand. And that was last year. And this year is like up 300%, something crazy like that. So so only 300%. Yeah. It's, it's something crazy like that. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, Chris and I can catch up all day long and talk numbers and all of that stuff. But I did want to let you guys know that We are going to be diving into what we are going to be doing in 2023. Now that my eyes are wide open, I had this aha moment around four months ago to kind of go in with my wife a little bit more here on the Etsy side of things. My former partner, now partner in this Etsy training side of the business for brand creators, Debbie, uh, who also had a $20,000 a month so far already too. She crossed it a day before we did. Uh, so yeah, uh, but, um, I, I'm, I'm just excited to, to share this because this here is something that I think a lot of people don't think of. And one of the reasons why I think that we had such a great November and a, uh, a December that's about to happen, why it's been so good. And it's what I'm calling holiday hacking. And, uh, the reason why I'm calling that is, well, number one, it sounds cool. And, uh, and the second, the second reason is because we really started to plan. And I, I remember thinking it, I remember seeing it, uh, back in September and it's where I said to my wife, I go, okay, it's not fourth quarter. No one's really thinking fourth quarter. We need to start planting seeds for products that people are going to be searching for, that people are going to be buying. And then I started to do my own product research using the tool Everbee. And we did a whole uh, web class on that. If you guys are interested in attending that, if you missed it, I would definitely encourage you to do so because it's our entire process for finding good niches that have demand, uh, creating products that have demand and building out a brand for uh, the Etsy side of things. 
but um, you can you can get more information there heading on over to brandcreators.com forward slash magic and um, you can go through our product magic workshop. So you can check that out. But uh, really, it comes down to planning way in advance. And, you know, Debbie was telling me this uh, probably around three months ago as well. And that's probably what kind of got me thinking about it. But you don't really think that you should be doing it the time that you're doing it. And Chris, what I'm talking about is like, so right now, and guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through like what this looks like. There's like three different areas that we have to focus on. I'm also going to go through some events throughout the year that could pertain to you or your brand uh, or things to just be thinking about if you're brand new uh, and really how we can leverage these events, these holidays, these different times of the year where Etsy shoppers are showing up to look for something and to buy something. And that's really what it comes down to. But, uh, but yeah, I remember, uh, you know, Debbie telling me this, like, she's like, you got to start like third, like 30 days minimum, but like 60 to 90 days. And that's when, uh, back in September, we started to, and actually not, not we, my, my wife started to create designs, start publishing products. And it feels weird in the beginning because it's like, wait, wait a minute. I've got like Christmas stuff I'm starting to post or Halloween stuff or, you know what I mean? Like it's just way before you think that you should be doing it. But the interesting thing here is, and this is, this is the reason why you want to do this is because it does take Etsy some time, just like Google, just like YouTube. It takes time for them to get you indexed. It takes time for you to start showing up in search. And so that's why you want to start planting those seeds early so they have time to grow in a sense, you know, with the Etsy algorithm and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be diving into here today. I'm going to walk you through uh, what that looks like and how you can leverage it. And it is what I'm calling our holiday hacking strategy. And this is going to be for 2023. Now, the other cool thing is we can do this now. Like we have products that we created this holiday season for Christmas. They're going to be relevant next year too, and the year after, and the year after. And yes, we're going to add more inventory. But as you build this out, you're then going to have all of these different these different uh, events that are going to be kind of built out inside of your shop or inside of your brand. So that's really what we're going to be focusing on here. Uh, Chris, is there anything that uh, you want to say before we officially kick this thing off? No, I would say uh, that if you are a, uh, a strict holiday person, and I was talking to my brother yesterday, uh, and it reminded me of this, because my brother is one of these very traditional people, right? Like everything we did as children has to be done at Christmas every time, or it's not Christmas, right? And so, uh, you know, he's like, we got to take down all the Thanksgiving stuff. I got to go hunt a buck, and then we can put up the Christmas tree, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool to be like that in your own house. Uh, but we have to avoid that when it comes to the business side of stuff. And I, I, I mentioned this previously, and I know we're going to dive into all of the details, but I don't know if I called it this, but this is how I think about it in my head. I call it the target test, right? If target is decorating for it, we probably are actually thinking about it a little too late. Uh, so if, and we talked about this, I want to say two weeks ago, right? Like December 27th, target is taking down their Christmas stuff and putting up their Valentine's day stuff. Right. Yeah. So if after Christmas, you're not thinking about that stuff, the next time you walk into a Target, a Walmart, whatever the, the big store chain is near you and you see that they're decorating for the holiday and you think to yourself, man, that's really far away. Uh, maybe you should reset that thought pattern and say, yeah, that's really far away. I'm not going to buy my chocolate hearts right now. But what I am going to do is when I go home, I'm going to go create some Valentine's Day products for Etsy right, or for my Shopify store or for whatever it is. So I want people to start thinking about it that way. Um, and if you're starting to see those things pop up in public, that means we definitely need to be thinking about it and planning for it in the future. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. 
Yeah, the the funny thing is, is like we we've been doing this for years, Lisa and I, my wife Lisa. Uh, when we owned our photography studio, like this right now, and actually we just had a conversation the other day. My my wife's like, it feels like back in the day when we were busy in September, October, November, and part of December with our holiday pictures for families. Like everyone came in and as we got busier, as we started to show people like we, you know, we fill up our bookings. If you don't get a booking, then you're not going to get one. It's like all of that. Right. And we would always be busy in that, in that, you know, three month span, right. Sometimes four months we were doing Christmas pictures, uh, in August at times. And so when you're, when you're doing that, you get this, this big rush of, you know, of cash flow. You know, and so what we used to do is we used to then take that and bank it, and then we would draw a paycheck when the months were slow. But then we started thinking we got to do stuff for Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, then we got to do stuff for Easter, right? Maybe we're going to do something for uh, maybe there's communions coming up, right? First communions, like that, you know, that date. Like, so you're, you're kind of gearing it towards all of these different events for that niche, obviously, uh, you know, but. You're where we were always planning that, but we did have this, our biggest, our biggest quarter was fourth quarter, just like it will most likely be here in this case too. Right. And that's okay. I'm not expecting, not that it can't happen, but I'm not expecting, uh, to do 20, $30,000 a month, every single month, just with what we're doing right now. Now, can we get there adding other services, other products? Yes, we can. But right now to do what we just did, that is going to, after, you know, after fourth quarter, we have to now fill in those gaps so we can be more consistent throughout the year. And that's always the struggle within businesses. You have like, you know, seasons or you have like air conditioning companies, right? They're doing great in the summer. And then in the winter, people aren't really buying air conditioning, but they are doing furnaces, right? So it's kind of like you have to have those other services in place or those other products. And that's really what we're doing here. And that's why I'm calling it like holiday hacking, because we want to plan this out and we want to be prepared and we want to start planting seeds now for 2023. That makes sense, Chris? It does. And if you're going to cover this in a minute, just tell me to shut up. But a question that I know people are saying is obviously not all holidays apply to all niches. True. Right. Like is there, and I'm, I'm using the bass fishing example here, right? Like obviously maybe is, is there a big holiday that you can think of that, that wouldn't at least have some universal appeal that people should be planning for? Like, is there one that people can just kind of skip as a general rule or, mm-hmm. is, you know, like what's, what's the deal with that? I know somebody's got that in their head. So I figured yeah. I'd ask. Yeah. So wh- why don't we do this? I'm going to go through, there's like 13 or 14 that I have here mapped out. And, um, and I'm going to go through those because I think it's important to kind of walk through them. So, you know, as you're listening to these, you'll know immediately if it pertains to you and your brand Uh, Or if you don't have your brand yet kind of fully functioning, you can start to think like, okay, when I am building this out, like where does this fall within the niche that I'm in, right? Uh, I mean, one off the top of my head is like hunting, right? Like, so hunting is going to be more in the fall, depending on what you're hunting, right? Like, you know, there's different seasons sometimes. uh, So that's where you have to cater towards them, or you might have a bigger rush during those times. Um, But really, there are three different steps here or three steps that we are going to be looking at when doing all of this. We're going to be mapping it out. And I don't know if you guys just heard that or not. You probably can't because my mic is is pretty well condensed, but uh, the, the cha-ching just went off on my wife's phone. So uh, it literally just went off as we were sitting here. That's kind of funny. Uh, anyway, so it's a little distracting to be honest with you. Uh, so let's do this. Let's go through this. There's three different steps. I would definitely encourage you to go through this, uh, within your own, your own brand. If you are, even if you're not selling on Etsy, this is something you should probably do. Okay. Because you're going to be able to fill in those slow months, uh, and, uh, and you can have more steady flow of business. All right. So step one in this, in this process is really mapping out your 12-month year and just sitting down and thinking through what are all of the holidays, what are all of the events that potentially could fall within your niche. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a list here and I'm just going to kind of rattle them off and then you can either you know say, yes, that's one that I could see working for mine and maybe not. 
but I'm just going to go through them and these will pretty much work for, uh, for our brand. So you can kind of determine it yourself, but that's the first thing we got to do is we got to map this out. So we know, Oh, Valentine's day. Well, and, and actually what, uh, that's, uh, February. So we don't have a lot of time. Now, the good thing is, is last year, uh, you know, Lisa did create a handful of products for Valentine's day. Now this year we're more, you know, we're more involved in this process. So we're going to do more, but, uh, we have less time. Okay. To do it. But now also with a, with a well-established store, we may rank quicker and we may get in there quicker. And we have past customers that potentially, you know, could see our products and, you know, a lot quicker. So the very first thing, let's kind of cover this here. Step one is really mapping this out. So right now we're in Christmas. I'm going to wait for that one, but let's just say we're starting the new year. It's 2023. What are we going to look at? Well, the very first thing it's going to, we don't have a lot of time, but if we were doing this beforehand, I would say new year's like new year's, depending on what your niche is, you could do decorations. You can do home decor. You can do funny sayings. You could do uh, new year's resolutions. You can do journals. You can do planners. If you, if you did uh, digital planners, that could be one. If you could do paper journals, you could do that as well. Um, so those are some just things to think about. Like if you're in that market, if you're into weight loss, if you're into fitness, that's a bigger market, right? You may create something for that. Now, is that going to be a massive, uh, you know, time of the year? Probably not, but Hey, why not cater towards what people are thinking about and what people are searching for? Um, so that, that would be one there for, uh, for new year's. Okay. Immediately after that, we've got Valentine's day that's in February. Now here's the other thing I want to say. With Etsy, uh, when you are able to add personalization, which does require more work, okay, it definitely gives you an advantage, all right? It definitely gives you an advantage. We just added it this year, and I would say it gave us a huge advantage, all right, because a lot of people are looking for that personalization. So with Valentine's Day, someone's giving a gift to someone, a loved one, if you're able to personalize it, now all of a sudden you've created something a little bit more unique to you and your brand because you're offering this service that a lot of other people might not be offering. So I just wanted to throw that in there too. So that's Valentine's Day. The next one is St. Patrick's Day. Again, may pertain to you, may not. Um, but everyone puts out decorations for certain times of the year. If that's the case and it works within your brand, Create some products where people that are decorating that could decorate the house, right? St. Patrick's Day is one of those that people do. Not everyone, but a lot of people do. Um, Easter, that would be, I, I would say, another big one. Uh, so it would, and again, it's going to depend on the niche. Easter, which is in April, all right? So that would be another one. Uh, the next one would be Mother's Day. Now, I know on Etsy, Mother's Day is going to be probably huge because Etsy is, I feel, uh, primarily women. Uh, now there's men on their shop and I shop on there and stuff, but primarily women. And if you're looking for mother's day gifts, because that's what people are doing around mother's day is they want to give their mother something nice. Uh, they're going to look for that on Etsy. But again, we want to do this 30 to 60 day or not 30, 60 to 90 days before that actual uh, day happens. All right. Cause we have people, you also have to remember people have to order it, get it to them and then give it right. So you have to give yourself a little bit of that buffer, right? So for us, for even like Christmas, like we're, we're cutting it off. We're guaranteeing December 1st that you'll get it by Christmas, but we will still, still take orders up till the 15th, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get it. But most people want to get it for the holidays. So you have to kind of figure that into and, and give yourself that buffer. So that's mother's day. Um, and that's in May, by the way, um, teacher's day, that's another big one, right? So if you have something like teacher's day, right, then you're going to say, okay, people are going to be on Etsy looking for a teacher's gift. Well, if you have products or your niche would lend itself to putting something out there for a teacher to be given as a gift, then that's something. And that's definitely something that we will be looking into. And once again, personalization, jewelry, if you can offer jewelry, personalized jewelry. That's a great, a great option there for teacher's day, uh, tumblers, hats, shirts, just to kind of give you a few. Um, but those are always, uh, easy products to create as well. So that's teacher's day. Another one is nurses day. It's another one. And if you can think of any other one, it could be secretary day. Like, you know what I mean? Like any of these different days that you have out there that 
people are buying gifts for people, those are ones that we want to think about. And those are the ones that we want to kind of put on our, on our schedule to start planning for. Uh, and that one is in May as well. Uh, Father's Day, that would be your next one. That's in June. Once again, personalization, jewelry, tumblers, wallets, mugs, clothing, all of that type of stuff, right? Maybe uh, for Father's Day, you do a man cave thing. Maybe there's signs that you offer. Maybe there's, uh, you know, whiskey glasses or whatever, right? Like there's different things that you can do for Father's Day. And that is in June. Uh, Independence Day, 4th of July. That there, a lot of people decorate for it. They celebrate for it. We have, uh, I, I just wrote a few in here, uh, home decor, clothing, hats, flags, pillows, things like that. And you might be saying, well, Scott, pillows, what do you mean? A 4th of July type pillow for your niche that you would put something on and then you would, people would put it out, right? People put out certain things. If someone hangs a flag for a season or for an event, it's usually something that people are also going to decorate the home with. So always think about that. Something that you hang on the door could be a wreath, could be a, uh, could be a metal sign, any of that stuff. Uh, could be a, uh, a, a, a standup sign that you lean up against the door, all different things. Um, so that's independence day. Um, Halloween would be the next one again in October. You have home decor, clothing, flags, pillows, etc. Um, the next one in November would be Thanksgiving. Okay. And that's again in November, uh, home decor, clothing, flags, pillows, cutting boards. There's all different things that you can create, uh, inside of, uh, you know, your product suite that would cater towards your customer. Um, and then the big one is Christmas, right? Christmas is the big one that again, if you have personalization is going to separate you. Uh, but again, you can add all of the things I've already mentioned. The only, the only other thing that you can, that you can add in here, that would be, that would be great. If your niche allows is ornaments, stockings, things that people can decorate the home with are always a great thing because people will put it out and then they'll put it away. And next year they'll put it out and then they'll put it away. So it's something they can reuse over and over and over again. So if there's anything in your, um, in your niche that allows you to do that, do it. Um, Hanukkah, obviously, uh, you have that as well. So you can create stuff for that. So that's just a list of the ones that kind of came off the top of my head. I did a little bit of research. Those are on my calendar. That's what we're going to be preparing for. And those are the ones that we're going to be uh, creating products and posting um, inside of our Etsy shop. So Chris, anything on that, anything that maybe I missed or anything that uh, you wanted to add to that? So it's funny because I'm sitting over here responding to questions and taking notes, uh, trying to be skeptical of the idea, right? Yeah. Because you and I, you and I know that this works. Uh, and I know there's a bunch of people yelling, well, not technically right now, but in a couple minutes uh, or, or in a week when they listen to this on the podcast back, right? If they're not on here live with us. Uh, okay, I get it, right? Like mine, mine makes sense for Christmas. It makes sense for Independence Day, whatever. But like Nurses Day? really like what yeah. why why would i create something for that and so i thought it may maybe it's useful for you and i to talk through an example really quick sure um you know one of the things that popped into my head was like if you're in the fishing niche right like really valentine's day like do you want a valentine's day themed thing uh and to me that's like really easy right like you caught my heart ha 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 right, right like right, something right. like that uh -huh. would work really well Right. And so you can just make fun of the fact that it is your niche plus Valentine's Day and that would still work. But the thing the thing in my head is like, OK, how do you do something for nurses day? Because it's a gift that's being given to a nurse. Right. Which is not necessarily it's something someone is, but it's not something someone is necessarily interested in the same way that fishing is. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. So do, do you have an example off the top of your head that would work for something like nurses day? Well, yeah, I think with Nurses Day, if if there's, and again, so uh, let's just take, you know, Ty, who's, you know, one of our private clients who has a very successful business, but her Etsy shop does over uh, $100,000 a year and she sells reclaimed wood, right? So for her, is she going to cater to nurses? Well, not necessarily that you're like, oh, a nurse sell or wants rustic wood, but what I can put on the rustic wood is the important part, right? So she has the material. She has something that someone would want to hang. She has something that someone would use. So for you to be able to just take that. So she's she's known, right? And, and her niche is 
you know, reclaimed wood, like rustic wood, like people that are into that rustic, you know, you know, feel right. And so a lot of what she sells is wall planks, but she also sells shelves and she also sells signs that lean up that say Merry Christmas, like all those things. So she can easily create five designs for Valentine's day, put them on some wood. And then all of a sudden she's now got a gift that's giftable to someone that's a nurse. And so when someone is searching for nurse nurse's gift or nurse's gift ideas, hers could come up and someone could go, Oh, that's really nice. Now that person doesn't have to be hundred percent into rustic wood, but it looks nice. You can put it on her desk or put it in her, in her classroom or whatever. Right. And I'm saying her, it could be a him. Uh, so does, does that help? Is that a, is that a good enough example? It, it, it clarifies it a little bit for me. And here's, here's the place where I know somebody's going to have a rub, right? In the case of Ty, her niche is open enough because she's able to create whatever product comes up, right? She can basically recycle the same design and swap out a couple things, right? If we are selling to people who are into bass fishing, mm-hmm. what is a nursing product look like for an interest-based market? Or do we just skip that one? And to me, uh, and correct me if you feel differently on this, I think the answer is if you can't come up with an idea for it, it's okay to skip it because oh, the chances okay. that's, that, that somebody's going to type in gift for nurse on nursing day that loves bass fishing right. uh, probably isn't that high right. um, regardless of the, the gender breakdown between male and female, right? Like you just don't think of a nurse that way. However, you could also spend a little bit of time thinking through it, potentially repurposing one of your designs from another holiday that you know makes sense, right? And so the, the thing in my head, and let's just use the bass fishing example, is like the you know, after a long day of reading charts, the only thing I want to read is a depth finder, right? Like you could, you could make a t-shirt, you could make a funny pillow, you could do all of that stuff and just make it nursing enough related that but through the SEO, through the title, the keywords, the description, that if somebody is typing in gift for a nurse who loves bass fishing, right? That that's going to come up. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't necessarily have to say like nurse's day on it. Just think about the theme of what the holiday is for. And then how you could fit your thing with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I I think to your point, like, do do all of these have to work? No, they don't. Right. Like just, if it doesn't make sense, doesn't make sense. Move on. Right. But there's also ones that are going to work for you that aren't going to work for others. Right. And so, I mean, some of the big ones, some of the obvious ones would be like, okay, let's say that you're into your, your niche is bass fishing. Right. And you're like, okay, so how do I create something there for, uh, you know, I don't know, babies, right? Because, you know, babies are a hot market, right? And there's like a first communion or something, right? Like, how would you create something? Well, I don't know. I'm just kind of making stuff up here, but it's like, I'm sure that someone that's having a baby, uh, you know, their father might be into bass fishing. So you could create something that could represent fishing or the outdoors or something. It doesn't have to be just where there's someone fishing, right? So you just have to be a little bit more creative with it. And again, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know, don't force it. Um, but it gives you something to think about and you know what, do a little bit of research, you know, do, do a little bit of research and, and see what out there might be already selling that you might be surprised about, you know, I'd say, so I'd say there's probably six that would work for pretty much every brand, right? mm -hmm no matter what your niche is, Valentine's day. Cause if they're into it, it's going to be there, right? Potentially yep. Easter spring, yep. right? Spring uh, yep. independence day, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. Yep. And if you want to narrow that down even further, and this is actually something that we did uh, this year was just approach it from a seasonal standpoint. Right. So like you were talking about pillows. Um, if you're in the fishing market, Right. Maybe the the pillow is a fish trying to poke up through uh, ice for the winter. Right. Or like a fish in a Santa hat. Right. Doesn't have to be that complex for spring. It's, you know, the fish finally, you know, whatever happens in spring underwater Uh, (laughs) or like a fish with bunny ears for Easter. Right. Right. Like we don't have to be overly creative here. Just think about the holiday and your market and go from there. But I think if you focus on those six to start with that it becomes a lot easier. And then you can start to incorporate uh, some of the, the the more specific ones as you see that stuff starting to work. And I, I especially like the seasonal strategy. If you if you think six is too much, 
right? Mm -hmm. uh, the seasonal strategy works really well because you don't have to try to tie it to something specific. Just think about something that's going to happen in the next three months, <laughs> right? Like leaves falling off trees. What does that make me think of with hunting? Okay, uh, you know, winter, snow, all of those kinds of things. And so if you're able to just, again, plan a little bit ahead, think about what's coming up, it becomes very easy to do. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we'll, we'll say here before we move on is think about it like this. Uh, wherever you can put like a gift, like if you can put for gift for, right? Then start looking in that direction, right? Like if you're in, uh, you know, again, bass fishing, it's like gift for bass fishing, you know, or something like that, or, um, father's day gift, bass fishing gift, like see what comes up. And that's going to lead me into step two of this process. Once we've kind of mapped out all of these different events, seasons, holidays, all of this stuff, right? We got it all mapped out. Then what we got to do is we have to start. So when, when we're leading into Valentine's day, we got to start saying, okay, what could we put out there potentially that would sell that would, that would be for our, you know, our ideal customer that's searching. And that will lead us into step two, which is doing your product research to find ideas. All right. That have sold in the past. So that's where you're going to sit down. Uh, you can either just go there and just start sifting and start looking through doing your searches, you know, like typing it in right in, in Etsy, letting the auto suggest come in just after some, some, uh, searches that you start to do with some, some main keywords and see what auto populates. And then from there, you can start digging through shops, see what they've sold in the past. I would personally use a tool like Everbee. Yes, I am an affiliate for them. And yes, you would buy me a cup of coffee if you went through and grabbed uh, a pro version, which actually, if you want to, you can use it for free, brandcreators.com forward slash Everbee. And you can try it for free. It's, I think you get 10 searches or 10 product searches, full searches. There's nothing held back with tags and everything. Um, and then you also get the keyword research as well there. Um, but that's what I would do. I would sit down and I would start digging right? I'd start digging. I'd start to see what's, what other shops have sold that are related. And here's the cool thing is like, when you're doing this, you don't need to find a shop that's dedicated to your niche. You just need to find a product or two that has sold in the past. And in this case, what we're going to do is inside of Everbee is I would look at the history. I'd say, okay, how old is the listing? Hopefully it's older than a year. Cause I can see last year's sales data. And then I can base my decision on that. Right. And that'll give me some direction. Then once I have that established, then I can start to build out a little bit with like, okay, I'll create a few designs and then I'll go ahead and, uh, and repurpose that on other products. Um, but that's step two is really doing the, the, the research and the validation. Does it even make sense? Sometimes you might be like, you know, this is a cool idea. I can put together a design, put it out there and you're not going to do any research. You don't have to, it costs you 20 cents for three months to run a listing. So if you just want to create something and you think it's a, a a funny design or a cool design or something that you think that your customer could potentially like, uh, then just go ahead and create it and post it. Cost you 20 cents, you know, like no big deal. Um, but I like to do a little bit of research, get an idea, see what's sold, maybe, you know, what people are buying, what type of items they're buying. Uh, and is there anything selling for that season? And then I can start to plan, but I'm doing this two to three months before we're going to actually start creating or not even creating before we're going to start publishing before the event actually happens. Um, so we're going to want to start creating as soon as possible, but I would say 60 days is probably the sweet spot. Um, if you, if, if it's 30 days, that that's totally fine too, but 60 days would be nice. Um, and then again, once you have these created, they're there, you can, 
you know, you can use them again the year after and the year after and the year after. So step three, this is the final step, by the way, is just designing and creating products to add to your shop. So like once we get the, the green light and we're like, yep, there's some, some cool ideas that I can come up with. Then I got to start thinking, okay, what products are those? Are there any other products that aren't out there, but yet the design has been proven to sell? So an example is, and I, I shared this inside of the, uh, the Etsy product magic workshop is where I found a pencil that had a really cool saying on it that was selling like crazy, but there was nothing else selling with that on it, which would make a really good sign. So could I take something, tweak it, make it my own, and then sell that on other products? Probably, right? So sometimes we're just looking for the validation piece that there's items selling to this market for this season or for this holiday or for this event. And then I can go ahead and say, okay, it makes sense. Let's go ahead and start and start creating. Um, so that's step three is really designing and creating products to add to your shop, but taking that one design and putting it on multiple products, even ones that might not be selling yet because no one else has thought to put them on a tumbler or put them on an apron or put them on a pillow or a blanket or any of the other things that you can put your products on or your designs on. Um, so that would be step number three. Um, and that's kind of like a little pro tip there, by the way, guys, is like taking one design and then creating five different products with that one design. Like that's a little pro tip there for you. All right. I would definitely, definitely suggest doing that. But the key, the, the key is that I, I want you to understand, and no matter if you're selling on Etsy, Amazon, uh, your own website doesn't really matter is planning 60 to 90 days in advance. Like that is the big, big takeaway. Because once you do that, once again, we get to use that over and over and over again. Yes, Christmas is, is here and gone, but then next year, guess what? When we start getting ready in September again, we can add new products, but I got a whole batch of products that are ready to be sold, right? They're all there. And it costs me 20 cents for every three months that I have them there. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep ours basically live, but they will be kind of like in our catalog, right? Um, because for 20 cents for three months, uh, why not? You could have someone that buys something, even though it's not necessarily in season. or whatever. So we're going to keep ours live. Um, but anyway, that is, that's the process that we're going to be following. Hopefully that has helped you. Um, Chris, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Uh, yeah, actually, before I do, can you recap the three steps for everybody yeah, really fast? Absolutely. Yeah. So step number one is really doing the 12 month year, like mapping everything out, thinking of all of the different holidays, all of the different giftable events, right? Like different times of the year, like just start really sitting down, brainstorming and mapping those all out. So this way here, you have them all out in front of you. And I listed off about 13 or 14 here today. The second part of that is now sitting down and doing a little bit of product research, doing a little bit of uh, validation that are there, in fact, products that have sold in the past that I can draw inspiration from. So that way there we can move on to step three, which is actually designing and then creating the products to add to our Etsy shop. So those are the three steps. So the, the other thing you said, and we, we have a couple of questions that I'm going to get to as, as long as we have some time, but you said 60 to 90 days. Um, Obviously, the, the 90 days side of that is kind of ideal. But if we can push it, mm -hmm. uh, push it real good, should we push that back even further, right? So if if I'm a forward thinker, um, you and I have talked in the past about it It can take a good chunk of time uh, for those listings to, to start to be relevant, right? And so is 90 days enough time if we're saying, uh, you know, look at something like the target rule, which is not a rule, right? But like the, the target test, right? Where December 28th, they are tearing that down. And technically that's two and a half months, right? But as soon as they tear that down, Easter goes up. As soon as Easter comes down, it's the 4th of July. Should we be thinking about this 120, 180 days in advance? Or uh, is that something we should do next year potentially? Uh, and just try to play a little bit of catch up. If we don't have something to plug into each of those those dates, should we focus on that 60 to 90 day range this year? Or is there any benefit to thinking even further ahead than that? Well, I think there's always a little bit of, uh, you know, an advantage if you can think further ahead, but, uh, 
with that being said, if you're playing catch up in a sense is, you know, like right now, like for Valentine's day, like we're not creating yet for that. And it's going to be a short span, but we're still going to do it. And I already have stuff that's already been in there. Um, but we're going to add more. So does it fall in the 90 day window? No. Does that mean I don't do it? No, I do it. You know, and here's the deal. Like, you know, Lisa, she was creating products up till two weeks ago for Christmas and selling them. And they were getting ranked fairly quickly because we had other flow of traffic coming in from the other products. And then they saw those and added those to their order. So once you start to get that sales velocity coming into the store, then you're able to also introduce new items because then your past customers or people looking or favorited your shop, they'll see something new, which is another point to bring up. So as you're adding these new products, people that have favorited your shop are also going to be notified through Etsy and they're going to send them a notification that says, hey, so-and-so just added a new product, right? You should go check it out. So that's the other thing. That's why, yes, that's a rule in a sense, but yet, you know, you can still do well, even if there's only two weeks up until the holiday cutoff or whatever, because you have a store that's already been established. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say just kind of logically, it makes sense that like the longer we've been a store, the further we can get into that holiday season and still get away with yeah. it um, because we're going to have the sales a lot. Well, like if we're a newer store, we do want to play on the boundary of that 90 day window, yeah. but there's still the game that we have to play of people like my brother and uh, <laughs> Alapandro said, your brother's absolutely right. Right. Where like my brother, if he sees a, an Easter decoration in a store before Valentine's day, he will just not go to that store again until Easter, right? right? And so we don't we don't necessarily want to be the people posting Easter stuff uh, on Black Friday and having our our potential customers get notified about it. And so if you want to push that a little bit, yeah, go ahead and create the designs. Go look at the products that are available. Do the product research, but don't start posting it until right. you get into that ninety uh, that sixty to ninety day window. And I know it sounds a little counterintuitive because you're saying, okay, well, this time next year, your listing's already established, but there's not really many people. And let's just go back to the Nurses Day example because it's like a, a weird one, right? There, there Before Nurses Day, 180 days before Nurses Day, there's like one person typing in gift for nurses who love bass fishing, right? So you, having it there doesn't really do you any good anyway until you start to get into that window. And so if we can keep it to that 60 to 90 day window where you're posting it, that's going to be kind of the ideal window anyway. Yep. And that way you don't have to overwhelm yourself with trying to come up with all of these things all at once. And so Scott, that also begs the question, right? If I have this foundation set up next year, mm -hmm. um, like, is there any expectation that that stuff is still going to sell? Is there something I need to do to make sure that the listings I created this year will work next year? Do we have any advice on that? Well, I, I think that if you have sales from this year and then next year when they are relevant, let's say, uh, I do believe you'll have a leg up because they have sales history, right? So Etsy has a memory just like Google does, just like YouTube does. Like they can, they take that in their data points. That's why it is important to have good quality score on your store, on your products, because it does have history. So, uh, is it important to have those products, uh, you know, still live in your store when it starts to, you know, really take hold? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why I would encourage anyone to just start filling your store, you know, like adding those products in and, um, and then, yeah, you are in a, at an advantage. I feel that if you have something that was there last year and now it's coming live again, um, now, is there something that you can do to go in there to tweak it? Maybe you want to update your images. Maybe you want, sure, you can do any of that stuff if you feel like you need to. But if you had a really good conversion on that, I wouldn't touch it. Like I'd leave it, right? And you can look at your conversion on that inside of your analytics. If it's like, if you're getting like a 5% conversion rate on that, you're like, oh, let's just leave that baby alone. We ain't gonna touch the title. We ain't gonna ch change anything. There's no reason to. Um, yeah. And I, I would say as you start to get into the season before you're launching new designs, just make sure all the old ones are buttoned up. And then you're done, right? So like what you don't want is to get halfway through the Christmas buying season. You don't want to be here next year on the, you know, the, at the end of November and realize that the Christmas ornament you created has 2022 on it, right? right. And so, right. because nobody's going to buy it at that point. And so mm -hmm. let's button those things up first and then come in and start creating new designs. The other thing I know people are going to say is, well, if it's not going to sell throughout the rest of the year, 
do you delist it? Do you just let it expire? And I would still keep seasonal listings like holiday-based listings on the auto renewal because the last thing that you want, again, is to start to get into that season and realize that it was expired because you didn't want to pay the extra 60 cents to keep it live throughout the rest of the year, right? Like if we get one sale on that thing this year because it's live, it pays for the the other you know, three renewals of the listing. And here's the other thing, especially with some of the, like the weird stuff, uh, again, like nurses day, I'm not calling nurses weird, but it's like an off the wall holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are going to be a handful of people looking for a gift for a nurse who likes bass fishing throughout the year. And if your listing isn't live, you're not going to get that. Now, are you going to sell a lot of Christmas ornaments in July? Probably not. Right. Um, but the other stuff, right? And you and I were talking about like going seasonal, right? Like putting a Santa hat on a bass fish, right? Uh, whatever it is. If somebody comes in and they do come in on your summer bass fishing pillow, uh, there's a good chance that it's going to say, hey, do you want this as well? And if they're already buying a seasonal pillow or they're buying a seasonal blanket or they're buying a seasonal anything and you have something else to offer, there's a really good chance they're going to buy the other thing that is shown to them. And so we don't want that listing to go away because then we lose that chance, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. And I just wanted to say this here before we do wrap up, uh, but the other cool thing, and actually Lisa had, not my Lisa, another Lisa, uh, had said um, in the the chat, she said, um, yes, my Christmas products started selling in July this year, so you just never know. I also get people stocking their carts with the next five holidays when I run a sale because they know that they'll be needing them later. So that brings up a great point. If now all of a sudden you've got something for Valentine's Day, you've got something for Easter, you've got something for spring, right? And you've got something for fall and you you could have literally someone buy all four or five or six of those products because now they're for those seasons or for those events. So that's for someone that's buying it for themselves, maybe. Um, and then it is more giftable, but uh, that's why you're getting... You're getting giftable for people that want to give gifts, but then you're also getting people that want to buy it for themselves. So, and I think you should have a mix of that anyway. I mean, we have that. We have people buying gifts, but then we also have people that are buying for themselves. And I think you're, you're going to find that as you're creating these designs, especially if you are selling in a niche you are personally interested in, right? Like I know, I know Lisa is like, I would love to have this pillow, right? So she's <laughs> going to create it and then she's going to put it up. And right. she's going to swap out a seasonal pillow or whatever it is, right? Faye said, I was just thinking about this. My my ball team had a Christmas in July party at a cottage. So there are people like me looking for decorations and outfits in June and July, right? And that is the exception, not the rule. But if, if, if we're not willing to pay that 60 cents to leave it up all year long, there's exactly. no chance we get a ball team's worth of business in July uh, over that 60 cents. Scott, I wanted to dive into a, a really quick example for somebody in the chat, if you're cool with that, because I didn't see any other questions that were coming in and then we'll wrap it up and let everybody get on with their day. Uh, somebody in the chat and I can't, okay, here it is. It was Leah. Uh, so can, can you guys help me? I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. I, my niche is sign language, like sign language interpreters. So is there like anything you guys can think of that would be helpful for this? And the thing that pops into my head, uh, would be like, uh, doing a design with like the finger spelling, of Merry Christmas, right? If they're a sign language interpreter, they're going to be into that. They're going to think it's really clever, right? You could also just do, if there's a, like an actual hand sign for the holiday or something like that, you could do a really nice design that has the the hand sign for the holiday. But the finger spelling thing is the thing that pops into my head the most. Um, so Scott, with a weird, like a, a, a weird niche like that, is is there any rule of thumb that we have or is it really just try to incorporate something from that niche into that holiday? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you can, that is ideal, right? Like, so again, like every situation is going to be a little bit different. Um, and in this case, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a very unique, uh, you know, niche to, to basically say, okay, sign language. But if, if you wanted to give someone that was, uh, doing the sign, you know, the signs and stuff, right? Like you're basically going to give them something that represents them because obviously they're probably proud of that. And you want to show we're thankful for you. Right. And that could be a gift. I don't know if there's a market there for that, but that's how I would start to think through that. Um, and you know, part of this is, you know, you got to be creative a little bit too, you know, and doing that product research. Is there anyone else out there that's already sold stuff? 
maybe that could I could get inspiration from. That's where you need to go. Um, so we're not going to say we have the answer for everything, but that's kind of how our brainstorming would would kind of go. And I I like that, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I think that right, wraps yeah, it. so I think that wraps it up for this podcast, for this live. And I want to thank you guys for hanging out and for listening and showing up. And I did want to say this. If you have not yet went through our Etsy product magic workshop, definitely go check it out. If you want to see our process for choosing good niches that have demand, choosing products, multiple products, adding multiple products, again, building out the brand. So, so that one customer can buy more than just that one product. And that's really the secret here in building out a brand is being able to increase the value of the cart from one person. And that's how you can do it. And that's what we actually taught inside of that workshop. So if you're interested, head on over to brandcreators.com forward slash magic, and you can get access to that. And then the other thing was, is if you want to do your product research and you want to use a tool. Um, that I would definitely encourage you to check out Everbee. There is a free version of it, totally free, not even a credit card required. And you can head over to brandcreators.com forward slash Everbee. And you can check that out. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. As always, take care, take action, have an awesome, amazing day. And we'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go get them. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable. Five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship, if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.